the Ghost Goal Podcast. At last, we've gotten the final international break of 2021 out of the way, and it's back to the juicy part of the Premier League season. Chelsea, you're going to travel up to Leicester City this weekend to start things off on Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Dean Smith retired by Norwich City after they fired Daniel Farker going into the international break. will make his home debut as the new Norwich boss against Southampton during the 10 a.m. slate. And the weekend will reach a climax when Arsenal travel to Liverpool, looking to break a long-time Premier League spell at Anfield. I'm Alex, here with Javier. We've teased this one for the last couple of weeks as Arsenal have slowly uh, worked their way into some of the best form in the league. Javier, how confident are you? Yeah, what happened, Alex? I thought you were like, remember a few weeks ago, you are like, I was like, Alex, what happens if we go win, 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 and we just win all of our games up to Liverpool? And you were like, well, Javier, you don't have to worry about that because that's not going right. to happen. And you, you've, you've, well, it you've played now. well so far. I, I can't fault you there. But but don't you, wouldn't you agree that going to Anfield has been where you know most of the promising starts of Arsenal have kind of floundered yeah, in the I last couple say, of years? I would say this is the 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 true litmus test now. This is the the game that is going to show whether we are men or we are boys. And you know this has kind of been set up for the perfect situation where. Liverpool are on kind of erratic form, up and down, dropping points to to Brentford, getting a draw there, and then recently getting a losing to to West Ham in, in their last fixture. And, I wouldn't say it's and a then team the Brighton that's reeling game, or the anything. Brighton home game, that's the one oh, they're yeah. they up two nil in, and you know let the let the lead right, slip they let away, two and they in, could right. have even lost that game. That's probably the game you guys are looking at and targeting more so than any other one. But yeah, so just a few games recently that where they've dropped points and. I feel like if there's a time to, to win at, at Anfield, other than last, you know, last season with with COVID, that kind of was. It, Liverpool wasn't the the usual fortress that it always was. I think they lost five games there or something. When before that, in all competitions, they hadn't lost that amount in during Klopp's reign. So something kind of an absurd stat like that I, I read recently on on Twitter, and yeah, I, I think now it's back to being a fortress. But I think. They're going to have a few injuries coming off this international break. There were a lot of rumors of, I think some of these players that are rumored to be out are going to come back. I don't think all of them are going to be out, but you know, I think it's been confirmed that Roberto Firmino is not going to play. Yeah, he's not going to be back until mid-December, it looks like. And then there's just, I mean, on the website I use, there's a whole bunch of players, like you mentioned, like James Milner, Nabi Keita, Sadio Mane, Jordan Henderson, Andrew Robertson. Uh, and those are the main ones that it's not that they're ruled out of the game, but it's going to be, you know, touch and go whether they're they're ready for the game on Saturday. Uh, by the way, that game will finish out the Saturday slate at twelve thirty or yeah, twelve thirty p.m. Saturday. So uh, just to talk about Liverpool, I'll, I'll I'll give them the respect of you know assuming most of those players I just mentioned are healthy. I do think they have the potential to reach a, a, a gear higher than what Arsenal can right now. I'm I'm going to pick them to win. It's not that I'm saying you guys can't get a result there. I, I definitely could see you getting something like I mean, a one-one. You know, one. I lo- you know I love that, Alex. Yeah, no, I know you do. That's I mean, you shouldn't uh, put up any argument. You should be very happy with this prediction. But I'm, I'm going to say three-one Liverpool. But but I think there's some some intricacies to it where there's going to be some battles in the midfield, especially. 
where I think Arsenal might actually have the upper hand for once. Well, I mean, Partey is still, you know, he's still sort of on the same, like, questionable sort is, of... Is he questionable? I thought he, he's, he's been back in training, so... Okay, well... It's, it's it's one of those things that because of the international break, I'm not I'm not saying his injury is terrible. There's a whole bunch of players on every team where you, you just don't question. You just don't yeah. know. Like the, there haven't been as many like press conferences. Like there are like multiple times a week during the well. The club if Thomas season. doesn't start, then it, we could have a, a, a difficult game here. Yeah, no, completely. If any if any of Thomas or Gabriel don't start. And I don't th- Gabriel's fine. He's fit and healthy and just coming back from Brazil, I think, but if either of those two players don't start, I don't I don't give you guys a hope in hell. But with those two, I think I kind of mentioned after the Leicester win, you guys almost form like a back 3 where Thomas drops in and reads crosses and any little action that's going on at the the, the top of the box, one touch passing and he cuts that out really well and then Gabriel himself is you know, a great aerial weapon to defend crosses. So you have a chance, but it's one of those sort of benchmark games for you guys, where if you do something like what Chelsea did, create a good few chances, like nick a goal here or there, and then hold on even for like a 1-1 draw, that'll be a very impressive result. And you can come away from I was about to say, I'd be, very, I'd be very happy with a draw in this game. I don't think we're going to win this game. I do think it's a possibility, you know, the way Arsenal are playing, the form that we're on. And because Liverpool have been erratic lately, I think it's possible that Arsenal go and win there. I don't think it's likely, but I would love to keep the unbeaten streak going. You know, this is Mikel Arteta's longest unbeaten run so far, um, and he's done it in the Premier League. It hasn't been buffed up with Europa League and, you know, like, like Unai Emery did. So the opposition haven't been the highest quality so far. We've had some some hard games like like the Leicester one. Like the Brighton one and the, I mean, even the Burnley one was 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 difficult. Crystal Palace, like all of those teams, ended up being like they're all pretty decent teams, especially Crystal Palace. Um, yeah, but this but is I think that Arsenal away. need to show. Yeah, I, I and think Mo Salah this, always Ar- always scores in this fixture. He does. And he does. Jota does pretty well against you guys as well, and so does Mane if he starts. So that's every player in Liverpool's front three that usually but scores is, against you guys. This is such a different Arsenal team. There's, this we, is a completely I mean, that's, that, different that's the team question, isn't it? You know? That's the entire so point. I just, like, I, I'm, I'm excited for they once to They have to, to prove it first, is what I'm exactly. saying. Exactly, exactly. They have to prove that this is a new team, and I think this is this is the, the going to be the game to do it. You know, For me, I want to I see us go to Anfield and be on par with Liverpool. Not maybe maybe we don't win at the end of the day, but if we can yeah. come out with a draw or like I don't think you need to be on par. Don't with get them. blown away. Yeah, yeah, you don't need if to be on if par. We, with if we them. lose two one and it was a contested game, I think we can still hold our heads high and it won't ruin momentum. I just don't want to go there and get blown out three nil like we have plenty of times. So that's why I said three one. I think you guys score, but Liverpool still get their goals. They also it's going to be a, cl- you have a the, closer game than that. Th- there's the the double sided coin of it being. The first game back from the international break, which should help you guys, just because of you know rust and not you think playing we're together. Concede three goals, Alex. Yeah, I think so. At Anfield, you think Rams God's going to concede three times? I'm not saying it'll be his fault. Maybe like one of them might be his fault. But did you going up against? Can you imagine? Can going you up imagine Salah, Mendy Mane, and Jota. three times right now, Alex? I'm insulted right now. I'm going to say one-one. Yeah, there's no, no that's, way that, that's a fair prediction. But I just want to like finish that point if about they win, the two-sided coin. If they win, it'll coin. be like one-nil. 
one nil or two one. There's they're not scoring three goals. Right, I don't we'll think. see about that. What well, my whole point Arsenal's is that is, Arsenal need to prove right that they've broken this Anfield curse first before I start predicting it. Uh, well, I forget the second part of the two sided coin thing. So fuck it, let's move on. You know, you, you lock it in one one is your final prediction. What are, what are you saying? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be one one, close contested game. Okay, I'll, I just I'll don't bring, want Arsenal to get embarrassed. I'll bring mine down to two one, Javier. More you, more Alex. respect for the Arsenal. More respect for for Rams God for Gabriel. I mean, for Ben White God. I'm almost rooting for, for you guys. Tom, I would, Tommy I would love a draw that would you know keep Liverpool out also, of the title race. I, I, I want to know who who's going to start at left back. Tierney or I think or it has Tavares, to be Tierney. Both on great form. I think it has to be Tierney. Right? Like he, that's you, what I you think. Need that's his physicality think. against game. Salah. We need him in this game. You, I want him to start in this game. So it's very interesting to see how we set up. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Excited to go to Anfield for once. Well, that's a first. Usually it's kind of like a, a feeling of dread going into this game. So I'm glad you got some hope. Later on Saturday during the 10 a.m. slate of games, Aston Villa will host Brighton uh, with their new manager, Steven Gerrard, at the helm uh, for their, the first home game at Villa Park. That'll be an interesting one. But that that's a really packed slate of 10 a.m. games. There's also going to be Burnley hosting Crystal Palace. Newcastle hosting Brentford and Eddie Howe's first game as Newcastle manager. Norwich hosting Southampton, uh, fresh off their hiring of former Aston Villa manager Dean Smith. Uh, I'm not sure whether he'll be able to keep them up. That seems like too big of a like job for good, anyone. But, no, you know, but this I, first I like game, he could, he could get something yeah. going here. Norwich just won their last game before the break against uh, Brentford. So if they, they win this Southampton game, you, you I kind of feel like things are looking up. No, and you got to think that the the management thought to themselves if there's a time to fire our manager let's try to set him up for the Southampton game versus you know a fellow relegation contender so though I'm feeling less and less good about that uh, that prediction with each passing game Southampton don't, look less a, and less a long, like a relegation it's, candidate it's a long season don't don't you, don't forget that Southampton yeah. were doing really well under Hudson Huddle last season and then that happens a lot to awful them. for the second half of the season so. But yeah, that's a that's a good first matchup for uh, Dean Smith to to take over for his uh, first game in the, the Norwich job. Even if they do get relegated this season, you, you've got to think they're going to give him the same sort of trust that they gave Daniel Farka and allow him to rebuild that team and bring them back up like they've been able to do so many times before. So one of the bigger games in the 10 a.m. Uh, time slot will be Watford hosting Manchester United. Is this just going to be an easy win for United, or are we still a little skeptical of them? Because, you know, Watford did pull out that that 5-2 win against Everton a couple weeks back. Do you think there's any chance that this happens again? I mean, Arsenal played against them last week, and they created absolutely nothing. They were were so dire. But you guys are much better defensively than United are at this point. Yeah, but I think United's firepower, I mean, we should have scored three or four goals against them. I don't see how United don't score three three plus goals. This has yeah, written like seems Ronaldo, like Ronaldo. Brace or Hattrick and Rashford is going to get a goal. It's probably going to be like 4-1. I bet you Watford score a goal or two. Maybe even two. Yeah, I could see Watford just like having periods of the game where they, they have chances. But I don't see how United don't you know, butcher that back line of, I mean, uh, they, they had some horrendous players like Cathcart and William Troost Ekong. 
think he's Nigerian. It's, center I don't, back. I, I don't know. Just again, just I don't know where they find these defenders. But Watford are not good at recruiting like <laughs> defensive players. They're usually good at finding good offensive players. They have like Xiao Pedro, that Brazilian kid off the bench, Ismael Asar, Josh King, Emmanuel Dennis. You know that uh, Okocha striker. They have a bunch of good attacking talent. They just have so much like garbage behind them that you just don't don't ever feel like they're ever gonna be a, a consistent team in the Premier League. So I'm going to say United 4-1. That many goals? 4-1? I was thinking like 3-2. I kind of, I kind That's of, just as many goals! Yeah, but I feel like... I, I don't think the, the, the scoreline is going to be that big. I feel like Watford, with that attacking talent you mentioned, they do have goals in them. Alright, 4-2, Alex. You, you, 4-2? You, okay, I'm, I'll stick with 3-2. I'll I'll but you're right. It's one of those games that it has the most like potential for fireworks because the two teams are just so crap defensively. But you, you never really know until the first 10 minutes whether that's going to result in both teams going for each other's jugular or whether it means they're just both going to be more cautious. I'm willing to bet it's going to be the former and not the latter. So I'll say 3-2. Uh, you, you've got 4-2. Yeah, that's not bad. That probably means we should all be uh, tuning into that one during the 10 a.m. time slot. But i got to say, uh, this Wolves-West Ham game, also at 10 a.m. on Saturday, is as tasty as they come. I know Wolves like aren't as hot as they seemed a few weeks ago after that, that loss at Crystal Palace, but them hosting West Ham, like and obviously a streaking West Ham side, this one's got potential for fireworks as well. So uh, yeah, I'm a little I'm a little conflicted on this one. But wh- wh- where are you leaning so far when you first look at the matchup? I I feel like Wolves have cooled off a tiny little bit since it's the I one was loss to Palace a couple of pods Just ago. One, I know the one loss, Javier. It was away. Palace are a good side. Connor Gallagher is you know the next Frank Lampard. You know it's 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 all good. They'll be fine. Well, yeah. They, I- I feel like they've fallen off a little bit. You know, they barely barely squeaked by us in Villa, drew a shitty Leeds team, you know, uh, and then squeaked by Newcastle as well. I know they got wins in those games, but I don't know. I, I guess I expected a little bit more for Wolves, and West Ham are on great form right now. They just beat Liverpool and looked fantastic doing it. I kind of, I kind of, I, I think West Ham win this. Yeah, but Javier international breaks break up momentum it's the worst thing about them other than the injuries i I think this one has 2-2 written all over it west ham have been dropping points after international breaks and after europa leagues so you know i know in that last europa league they were pretty much already qualified so they played their 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 second team and then they haven't dropped any points in the last four games (laughs) so yeah no, I'm saying earlier in the season when they were when they were starting Europe and they were getting weird draws here and there. But yeah, they're on such good form. I don't know. I kind of I kind of like you calling for the draw though, Alex. I think it's just two teams that are. Yeah, you know, what? I'm going to revise that. Similar level international break taken into account one one instead of two two. I'm I'm getting all excited thinking there's going to be a ton of goals, but realistically, these are two teams that. You know, if West Ham aren't you know running riot over a team like they did against. Uh, you know, Aston Villa a few weeks ago, then usually they're scoring I, I, like I am, two. I am curious to see stylistically how this goes because Wolves so far this season have been a team that's liked to hold the ball a lot. You know, they've been able to have more possession against teams like Leeds, like Villa. Yeah, they're also um, at home, so you'd like think they want to take on more of the possession too, which kind of plays into West Ham's hands. 
I see what you mean. So I just, I kind of, I kind of, I'll be, I'll be curious to see how this team does against a team like West Ham who are counterattacking. But like you said, Mikel Antonio, he was just, you know, playing against the United States in the international break. How fit is he going to be coming into this game? You know, I think a lot of the Wolves players. He looked I don't pretty know how fit when he scored that uh, that laser against the USA. Yeah, uh, but I don't know how many how many inter- players were in in the international break. But I, I think it could be a tight one too. But I'm going to give the the edge to West Ham. I'll say two one West Ham. Okay, I'll stick with one one. I guess we'll jump back at this point since we talked about Liverpool Arsenal, the 12:30 p.m. game first, kind of reverse the chronological order. Uh, the Saturday slate of games is going to start out with Leicester City hosting Chelsea. There's a lot of injury concerns up in the air for uh, you, both these teams as well. You must be a little bit worried. The only thing I'm worried about is just that, like, just the uncertainty of I don't know whether we're going into this game with Lukaku up top or not. Like, I, I he was back in training this week. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you said you weren't going to really miss him, and you didn't. During a couple of those games, no, I mean we didn't. We didn't during most of those games. The only game you could say we missed him during was the the Burnley one. But we still created a shitload of chances that, you know, on another day we would have won like three nil or four nil. So it was like the first like hiccup of the season. So in this game, I would still be pretty confident, even if Lukaku is on the bench instead, which is kind of what I'm going to anticipate. I I think you have to stick with Callum Hudson Odoi. He was, he's been so good during this easier run of the season. And he stayed uh, at Cobham to train with you know Tuchel and the, the rest of the other players that weren't going away for the international break to basically like solidify his spot in the, in the first team at Chelsea. I, I'm not sure whether he's going to be able to do it, but I think you have to give him the chance because of how well he's played. So that leads me to believe it's going to be Mason Mount back from the Wisdom 2 surgery that kept in sort of out for a couple games there before the international break. Kai Havertz still at center forward and then Callum Hudson-Odoi on the left wing. And if, you know, if it's nil-nil or 1-1 or something or you're behind uh, in the second half, midway through the second half, bring on Lukaku. And he'll probably score a couple against this Leicester side. They're not defending too well at the moment. So I'm I'm pretty confident we'll win, but it's definitely not going to be easy because, you know, Tielemans is obviously plays very well against us. Uh, in particular, obviously that that FA Cup final goal is uh, an example of that. But I think we we still win the game two one. Yeah, aren't, aren't Leicester a little bit of your bogey team, Alex? No, I mean we be, we lost them in the FA Cup final, but we beat them in the game right after that in the Premier League to basically seal the top four. We remember it was the second to last game of the season. We beat Leicester right, at you, home, uh, and then the last game them there, right. they lost they like, to Spurs yeah, we and really we care. lost to Villa. So, no, not really our bogey team. You know, they just they got lucky in a handball, didn't get called in the build-up to their goal in the FA Cup final. It was rigged for them. That's fine. We've won plenty of those before. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter, I swear. But, like, everything that you were saying last week about why you thought Leicester was going to get a result against Arsenal, you don't think it, it applies here as well, how well that midfield's playing. You know, the, they didn't have a bunch of players. That, they're going to have Barnes back for this. You know, Vardy didn't go with the England squad or anything. He stayed with Leicester. I don't know. I, I, we suffocate teams, dude. They're at home as <laughs> like, well. Like we suffocate teams. Like I know they're at home, but but I, but but I think stylistically, Leicester, they're probably not going to mind. I think they might try to start Ihanacho and Vardy and try to, you know, 
beat you for pace. Cool. So they'll be playing with nine men instead of, you know, the 10 that teams are usually playing against us. Because, I mean, we can play any number of Thiago Silva, Antonio Rudiger, Andreas Christensen, or Aspilicueta, or Trevor Chaloba in the, in the back three. And we just, right, we just, down with the we just, dude, he's been amazing in every Premier League game. He's in every, yeah, he's in every game against, he's, like, played he's played this played, season. He's been he's like, against, like borderline Norwich. man at the match. He's played against a bunch of trash teams. Come on, man. No, no, he's it's not just trash teams. Yeah, and also, did he play in the Liverpool game? No, and he play, didn't play in the City game either, but it's not just against trash teams. He's, he's, I'm not saying he's going to start against Leicester, so I won't waste the time on it for that. We'll wait for, you know, his next amazing game that he has. But the rest of the the players available to play in that back three, they just swallow up opposition yeah, so forwards. Agree with you, some of the others. What's that? I think. What about Jorginho, Alex? Jorginho should be fine. Penalty. Him and Conte will probably start in midfield. Jorginho's been starting to uh, revert back to his old trash shelf. No, not really. That's kind of a no? it's kind of a lazy narrative because he missed a penalty Is for that Italy. A false- False claim he missed right a really big penalty for Italy, which you know he deserves to take flack for because now they're in the playoff for the World Cup instead of automatically qualifying. Know, he changed his run up, Alex. I feel like but yeah. I mean, he's been gone. scoring with that changed run up. For us, he's been scoring most of his penalties, so I, I think he's been fine. They're just we just need to keep him and Ngolo, you know, relatively fit because Kovacic looks like he's going to be out for a few more weeks, and he was obviously running things in midfield before that. Well, that's that's why where I think you will really miss. I think he's been your best midfielder this season, Kovacic, and you're really going to miss him in this game. Yeah, I, mean, I don't disagree with that, but we still have other again, good midfielders. Having, I, but then again, you haven't you haven't been really playing in Golo Conte, so you know whatever slot in the best midfielder in the world instead. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, we don't, it's not too bad of a trade off uh, when you have our squad. Then even then, I think Ruben Loftus Cheek could come into this game and do pretty well. So. Yeah, and then we didn't even mention the wingbacks. Wingbacks are still playing amazingly. They're both fit. Chilwell Alex, and Reese James. But I have a feeling Ross Barkley's going to start. No, he's not like, going to start. Gonna he started like him in a home game against Burnley. He's not going to start him again now. He has Pulisic back. He, he has, But he likes no, Ross but Barkley. Javier, you're, you're, you don't understand. He has Pulisic back. He has ZX still. He didn't start ZX because he thought ZX was too lightweight Ross for Burnley. Barkley again, I'm going to start to criticize Tuchel. No, no. But no, like, I mean, you, you, you better, probably, probably you would probably deserve it at that point. <laughs> what would be your prediction right, for this game? If you guys game? draw points, uh, watch him start Ross Barkley. Barkley gets like a brace and he's just like, I'm a god. Like, shut the fuck up. Tuchel's like, I'm a god too. Shut the fuck up. All right. I'm going to say 1 0 Chelsea. It's not unfair. That's, yeah, I can, I can see that. I'll stick to uh, I'll stick to two one. I just think if you guys can get a clean sheet there, like maybe we just get like a little unlucky and you know concede on a set piece or something. But the the one nil I, I kind of like. Maybe oh, I might hijack. No, I'm not going to hijack it. Instead, I'm going to go. I'm going to max your result. I'm going to say two nil Chelsea. Two nil Chelsea. You guys can do it. Then we ah, we definitely can. You think you're can. just as good as Arsenal? No, no, no. You guys are worse than us. You'll only win one nil there. Let's move on to these two games on Sunday. Manchester City hosting Everton Sunday at nine a.m. Any danger for City here? Uh, I know Everton are kind of slumping at the moment, but you know we've we've seen some shock do results you know if from City any news as well. Of like Calvert Lewin coming back. I don't think I think he's still not back. So until they get Calvert Lewin back and. I think Richarlison's been back. It, it doesn't look like Calvert Lewin will be weeks. back until early December. So, got it. Yeah. So that's yeah. Without Calvert Lewin, I think this team is just missing that that center forward that they need. And 
even with him you're not gonna we, we've started to see the, the rafa curse take place do you know what i'm talking about where rafa like really gets to players and like in a good way early on but then sometimes they get a bit bored of just how defensive he is especially when a team the sort of stature of everton are you know playing defensively against you know teams like wolves that you know like no offense to wolves but Everton and their fans probably think, you know, we should have a go at Wolves. We should, you know, try to get on the ball and be a bit more outgoing against them. And Everton just got walked over by Wolves. Well, yeah, you you have to you have to remember Everton are a team that the last few seasons they've been spending up there with every other big six team. I mean, their owner has invested hundreds of millions into the squad. They made big signings. They made, went to about fifty million on Richarlison. I mean, this is a team that forty million on Sigurdsson. 30 million on Andre Gomez. I mean, these are these are players that are on the team right now and I aren't performing at the moment. And there's a whole host of other players as well that it seems like defensively Everton are still decent. It's just like offensively they don't they don't have a, a prayer right now. You know, they're getting one goal, maybe two a game, but one at most and if you only score one goal a game, it's really really hard for your team to win games. So I think at the moment the the struggle is is too much for Everton, and I'll give them the the defensive respect, and I'll say two nil City. I don't even know why you give them the defensive respect because I don't think you can really take anything from that first Tottenham game under Conte. Tottenham didn't have a shot on target, and I think I mentioned that they had like two chances in the entire game that were you know decent chances. I, I lay that more on on Tottenham than I do Everton's defensive prowess. You know, it's uh, it's been a problem for Conte, well, for Tottenham that Conte is going to have to fix, and you wouldn't expect them to fix it in the first game at Everton. So, Everton going to Manchester City is a very different story. I I'll just probably just say three nil, and it could be worse. I, I respect Rafa, I respect Everton, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna, yeah, I mean, just gonna Everton, assume Manchester Everton City picked them apart in, in five. Everton are winless in five. Um, their last really good result, other than that draw against Tottenham, was the draw against Manchester United. Um, but since then, they lost to West Ham, lost five two to Watford, and lost to Wolves. So yeah, not 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 good right now for Everton. And. If this continues, you got to think that they might need to make a, a move, right? Because they can't just wallow in mid-table misery the whole season with Rafa. Well, it depends how much they Rafa's like a long term. Depends how much they're paying Rafa and whatever that number is. Everton whether they're willing club, to pay man. it to like, get rid of him and not, get someone else. I feel else. like this is not okay. Like them being below like Brighton and Crystal Palace. I mean, they've invested so much more money than either one of those clubs have. So, I mean, but not with Crystal Rafa. Palace, right? Rafa hasn't invested like any money. He spent like it's true. Like five million you got total a free transfer. on exactly. Andrus Townsend and Damari Gray, and that, doesn't that doesn't that make you think that like Rafa's just kind of a, a stopgap for whoever the next manager is going to be at Everton? No, I don't think so because you know he's a he's a league winning manager and a Champions League winning manager. He won the league in in Spain with uh, Valencia, right? And then he won the Champions League five years later with Liverpool. I know that was fifteen yeah, but years that ago, was a couple decades ago. Yeah, now, I know, so. but like they just had Carlo Ancelotti. I think it's more the case with Everton that they're just happy to have these you know legendary you know elder statesman type managers come in for however long that they can keep them. Kind of knowing that if another job, a better job comes along, they're going to have to let them go anyway. So they try to 
sort of suck them for the last amount of, you know, knowledge and, and experience that they have like left in the Premier League. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you give up on a guy like Rafa Benitez if you're a club the stature of Everton. Otherwise, you know, other top managers may look at that and be like, ah, they'll give up on me if I don't win with their shit players right away. Speaking of, I kind of think Dean Smith, with what he did at Villa, I don't think Norwich are completely relegated. Like, I think their squad is... Why didn't you pipe up earlier, Javier, when we were talking about it? Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking about it a little bit more now. And Dean Smith, he's he's kind of... I feel like he may be the new type of manager. I, I wasn't suggesting that they are completely doomed. I was just saying that if they do, or if they aren't able to turn it around, I don't think the hierarchy at Norwich would blame Dean Smith for that and fire him, like, you know, later this season. No, I, think I think they'd exactly. let him get relegated and, and bring say, them if, back up. If, he, if they get relegated, he would bring them back up, exactly. What was your final prediction on that Man City-Everton game? You said 2-0 Man City? Yep, 2-0 City. I'll, I'll stick with that. And I'll stick with 3-0 Manchester City. Tottenham and Leeds will close out this weekend's games Sunday at 11.30 a.m., We've surely got to get goals in this one now. Actually, no, I, I I forgot. Patrick Bamford's out until December as well. So I feel like actually this one is going to be another nil-nil. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Javier. Convince me that I'm wrong. You can't do it. That's why. I'm leaving that pause in. I feel in. like Tottenham not, are actually going to win, I'm not Alex. cutting that pause out. I'm leaving that pause in because you took that long to come to the conclusion that Tottenham are winning. I think Tottenham are going to win because I was looking at their form and I was like, you know what? Leeds are not on great form. They, although they have slightly turned it around of late, they got a win against Watford. Uh, and then they're honestly, they've only lost one in their last five games. They lost against Southampton, drew against Wolves, beat Norwich, drew Leicester. They're no longer complete shit anymore, Alex. Rafinha's playing well. I think both teams score in this. I'm going to say 2-1 Tottenham. But I think Antonio Conte kicks off his... Oh, no. Sorry. They uh, just drew Leicester. The The Watford win was a while ago. Who are you referring to? I was to? looking at the wrong Her- side. Uh, Leeds. Leeds. Oh, they, they drew with... Oh, yeah, the Watford they win was a while Lester ago. And they beat and they beat Norwich recently. Yeah, I, I'm just I was just looking at their form and that they've only lost one game in their last five. So they, you know, they're not before earlier in the season they they hadn't won a game in forever and they were you know in the relegation zone. So at least they're not it, at it at they don't have that form anymore. So uh, they're they're still down there though, and they're going down to London. And Marcelo Bielsa has a an awful record in all competitions in games in London, which is a really weird stat. I think he's only won like four games in London out of about like 15 to 20 that he's, his teams have played there. So that's including the championship as well. So it's, it's a tough one, but I think like, that's why I think a nil nil would really suit leads, but just gearing back to Tottenham real quick, this run of games, it's obviously why Tottenham decided to bring in Conte the when they did Darby. This, this is the work Darby. Yeah, you, this uh, is you the, need to do the work. The suffering derby. Uh, you see the the work. You have to run up and down the pitch. If Marcelo's men outwork you, we will do a hundred extra kill sessions him. next week. <laughs> right. I will kill him. I will kill everyone. Uh, yeah, the, the this run of games that Tottenham have, which is, I, I like, I was saying, is definitely why they brought Antonio Conte in. Is this home game against Leeds, an away trip to Burnley uh, next Sunday. Uh, a home game with Brentford in midweek after that, 
a home game with Norwich an away game with Brighton. And that will be all before they go to Leicester, host Liverpool, uh, host Crystal Palace on Boxing Day, a team that they lost 3-0 to. And then they've got another North London derby with Arsenal right around uh, mid-January after that. So the, the games get tougher after that. But these next four or five games against bottom of half of the table opposition, there I say the pressure is already on. Because if they don't pick up like close to maximum points in this, then that like top four dream that Conte is obviously brought in to achieve gets a lot tougher because these are the really winnable games. Uh, how many points would you say Tottenham get from games against Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, and Brighton? How many points do you give them? I think they get 10 points out of those. That would be pretty good, actually. I mean, it wouldn't be great, but that would be like kind of the lowest amount, like the lowest level of acceptability for Antonio Conte. And even then he would be raging at that. Uh, yeah, I, I think they could, I think they can get 12, maybe 11. Okay. I don't know. Well, then that would be decent from them. That'd be a lot of, that'd be four out of five wins, Alex. You, you think that they're going to beat, uh, I think they, st- I think they still draw this Leeds game and then they, Brighton. they ramp up into form with the Burnley Brentford Norwich games. Right. And then maybe draw against Brighton because that's a way and they usually draw that game. But yeah, it's uh, I know it's early days for Antonio Conte, but it just goes to show that even the games that are deemed the quote easy games, there's still a lot of pressure on those for you to win those because if you drop them, you've got to make them up in other places. Do we think Antonio Conte sticks with that same formation that he played in the last game, even though it was a nil nil and they got no shots on target? Yeah, I'd say so. Maybe the the one change up of Lo Celso instead of uh, Lucas Mora, something like that. Maybe taking out Ben Davies in the, the back line and playing Davis and Sanchez instead. You might see him tinker a little bit with different pieces in the formation, but I was about he to does say, I like the formation itself up a and he bit. does want to have right, that platform of a clean sheet. But I do think that he'll, he'll change the, the personnel a little bit and, and try to find it. Cause I, I don't think it exactly worked last time. So I'd like to see him switch it around and not play the same 11. I don't like Eric Dyer, but for some reason, every Tottenham manager that comes in seems to love him. So Vlad must be doing something right. I think it's just that most managers, he just looks like the prototypical, like David Luiz middle center back of that back three. And, you know, in training, managers just see him in training and think that's the guy I want in the middle of my back three spraying balls around once we've got the, the, the possession back. And they just completely forget about him giving away penalties and not defending. So we'll see how long Conte sticks with that. I'm sure he'll come to his senses soon enough. All right. Well, let's, let's wrap things up there. Really excited for the Premier League to be back. Especially the Arsenal game. Hype for that. Yeah, I mean, well, the, you've got you've got three really good games: Manchester City, Chelsea, Wolves, West Ham, and Liverpool Arsenal. Those are all excellent games, with you know a sprinkling of others with interesting storylines around around the league this this weekend. So, Javier, thanks for jumping on this one. I'm gonna go edit this bitch, even though it's uh, late as a motherfucker, and uh, we'll get this thing out to you guys uh, when you're listening to this on Thursday. So. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow me at ASMOS92 for my Twitter and Instagram, at JavierRev9 for Javier's uh, Twitter account, and at GhostGoalPod for the podcast socials on both Twitter and Instagram. Enjoy the games this weekend, and until next time, bye. Well, yeah.